This is IndyCar Weekly. IndyCar Weekly is brought to you by Firestone, the official tire of IndyCar and the Indianapolis 500. The National Guard, find your path to honor in the Guard. Peak Motor Oil, when you peak, you win. By Honda Generator, the preferred portable generator of the IZOD IndyCar Series. Henchman Racewear, Henchman, the pioneer in driver suit technology. Find us at henchmanracewear.com. And by the Indy Racing Experience. Get details on the experience of a lifetime at IndyRacingExperience.com. How appropriate it was that actor Dan Aykroyd was the Grand Marshal for Sunday's Honda Indy Toronto because the race resembled a couple of chase scenes from the Blues Brothers movie. Contact, hard feelings, and some pointed comments made for an interesting race. But when it was all said and done, the Target boys came out smelling like a rose. Frankiti and Dixon running 1-2. Dario Frankiti's championship lead ballooning to 55 points heading to Edmonton. And he'll join me to talk about his 30th career win and about being called a dirty driver by Will Power. Newman Haas Racing's Oriol Servia got bounced around at Toronto, a late incident ruining his shot at a top five. Oriol with observations on an aggressive day in Canada and his prospects for a shot at the title down the stretch. You'll find the world's best open-wheel drivers here every week. I'm Mike King. This is IndyCar Weekly. Elise, come on. It's game day. You've got all weekend to study. Jack. This has nothing to do with studying. I've got to work. The way the economy is, I figure I'll be working for the next century just to pay off these student loans. Well, you know... I know, I know. You joined the National Guard, so your college is completely paid for. Yes, you've mentioned it a couple thousand times. The National Guard scholarship covers up to 100% of your tuition. Learn more at NationalGuard.com. Danica Patrick, IndyCar race winner. In the IndyCar series, drivers put complete trust in their cars. I put my trust in Peak Performance Motor Oil, formulated to protect against thermal breakdown, and Peak is tough enough to be the official motor oil of the IndyCar series. Whether you cover 200 miles in an hour, or it takes an hour just to get to work, you can count on Peak. When you peak, you win. Available at Advance Auto Parts. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. If your car is less than 10 years old and has less than 100,000 miles on it, your car will eventually break down and you'll need to go to your local repair shop. And we all know dealing with these guys can be very expensive. A new transmission can cost over $3,000. A new engine more than $3,500. New air conditioning can cost over $1,700. And a new water pump more than $600. You need to call the Auto Protection Network. We're like insurance to protect Protect the inside of your car. We'll save you thousands on costly repair bills. Don't let your car break down without a warranty. Protect yourself from expensive repair bills. If your car has less than 100,000 miles on it and it's less than 10 years old, call today for a free, customized quote. 800-731-1243. 800-731-1243. That's 800-731-1243.
this is Will Power, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Visit ChompHonda.com, enter to start an IndyCar race in a two-seater with an Indy champ like Mario Andretti. Official rules can be found at ChompHonda.com, ends 8-4-11, and no purchase is necessary. Welcome back. It's IndyCar Weekly. I'm Mike King. Great to have you with us this week. Well, contact between the championship leaders that leaves willpower fuming. A drive-through penalty that wasn't. Eight caution periods that involved 15 different cars. Some of them involved in multiple incidents. Finger pointing and name calling by the drivers after the checkers and a worn out Homatro safety crew. Ah, just another day of racing at Exhibition Place in Toronto, Ontario. If you didn't see or hear this race, make sure you check out the 10-minute Honda Indy Toronto highlight package on IndyCar.com and YouTube, or you can hear the entire race broadcast. It's archived at IndyCar.com. You'll get a good idea of just how intense this 85-lapper was. Nonstop action for the great crowd that packed the stands. All of us on the IndyCar radio broadcast team literally had to catch our collective breath once the checkers had fallen. It was that busy. Make or break corner. Turn three, the sharp right-hander off of Lakeshore Boulevard. Once again, providing most of the highlights, five of the full-course caution periods coming after contact there, including this incident on lap 57. Now we see Elio Castro and Evans jump out of line behind EJ Vizo, but Vizo's going to lead him. Dario and Will Power, the points leaders running one-two, make contact at the apex of turn number three, and Will Power, the big loser there, he is facing me as a local caution is underway. Will Power sets going the wrong way as a full-course caution is out now on the streets of Toronto. Well, 10 laps later, Power was involved in another incident, and the contact with Alex Tagliani in turn five ended his day, making for a second straight DNF. The first time that's happened to Power in three years, and it also made for one ticked-off Aussie. A couple of incidents taking you out, but uh, first let's get to the one with Dario Franchitti. What did happen from your perspective? Yeah, I, uh, I braked on the left, left him room, if he could get beside me. Didn't get beside me, and I still left him some room on the inside, and he just drilled me in the uh, the right rear. You know, so disappointing that guy. And he's the one who complains about everything, whinges about everyone, and he's twice done me dirty on the track. It's just unbelievable. And then IndyCar won't penalise him because Chip Ganassi goes up there and gives it to him. It's just wrong. Now, what do you mean by that? Explain you explain that. Do you well, believe there should have been a penalty there? Well, why do they retract the penalty? Why? Because Chip would have gone up and said, you're going to get fired if he gets a penalty. It's just wrong. That's Will Power uh, talking to our day first. Apparently an errant report of a drive through penalty for Frank Keaty was part of the television broadcast of the race. But in fact, race control never issued a penalty for the contact between the 10 and 12 cars. Now, Power thought that the penalty had been retracted, as you could hear when he talked to Dave. And that was part of the reason for his comments about Chip Ganassi. Dario Franchitti went on to win the race with a frustrated Scott Dixon second, his fourth second-place finish of the season. Ryan Hunter Ray wound up on the third step of the podium, but his day was not without incident either. Hunter Ray's pass for third left Graham Rahal spun out in turn three, and it left Rahal considering removing Ryan from his Christmas card list following the race. Now, we're going to give you the full field rundown from Toronto a bit later in the show, but next... Race winner Dario Franchitti talks with us about win number 30, and he responds to Will Power's assertion 
that he's a dirty driver. That's next on IndyCar Weekly. Congratulations on landing the job. I'm really excited for you. Thanks. How's your search going? Job market's tight. I mean, I can barely get an interview, and I've got student loans to deal with. You're lucky, you know? The National Guard paid your loans off. Luck. The Guard was a smart decision, one you can still make. The National Guard Student Loan Repayment Program can pay up to $50,000 of your existing student loans. Get the details at NationalGuard.com. Danica Patrick, IndyCar race winner. People often ask what it takes to get under my hood. Very simple. Trust and performance. That's why only Peak Performance Motor Oil touches my car. One of the most trusted names in automotive brings you a complete line of premium motor oils. Made with the same commitment to protection and performance, Peak built its reputation on. And Peak is tough enough to be the official motor oil of the IndyCar series. When you peak, you win. Available at Advanced Auto Parts. This is 2008 IZOD IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. Attention business owners and individuals who owe the IRS. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? You need aggressive representation. Call Certified Tax Now and speak to one of our tax attorneys, enrolled agents, or tax professionals who specialize in tax liens, back taxes, tax debt, wage garnishment, and collections. We won't waste a minute helping you with your tax problems. We'll be on the phone with the IRS within 30 minutes of you becoming a client. We've settled millions of dollars of tax issues for a fraction of the cost. Find the peace of mind knowing the IRS will not be on your door. Protect your home, business, and family today. We know the tax laws, and we act fast. Call today for your free, no-obligation consultation. We'll be on the phone with the IRS within 30 minutes of you becoming a client. That's guaranteed. Call now, 1-800-581-8502. That's 1-800-581-8502. Not all cases are typical, and some may not qualify. The consultation is free, and so is the call, so call now. 1-800-581-8502. That's 1-800-581-8502. I'm Alex Tagliani, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. It is a target Chip Ganassi Racing 1-2 about to go in the books here. Here is Dario Franchitti, about five car lanes running in front of his teammate Scott Dixon. Five championships between these two drivers. They already clear. Turn number one. This is it, the final lap. Can Dario Franchitti get to victory lane without a visit from Will Power? Those two got together a few laps ago. Will Power on pit road right now, but here comes the leader, Dario Franchitti, Jake. Dario Franchitti now has Scott Dixon about a car lane and a half behind him, but Dario Franchini trying to get the win here in Toronto, north of the border, and he is on his way, my king. Dario Franchini not putting a wheel wrong here in the late going. He won it in 1999. He won it in 2009. And now Dario Franchini will win for the third time on the streets of Toronto in 2011. Target Chip Ganassi Racing goes 1-2. Franchini and Dixon out in front of the rest of the field. It's over. Ryan hunter is third. Marco Andretti is fourth. Vitor Mira is fifth. To get my 30th win today means a lot, especially here in Toronto, man. I got my first pole here in 1997. I love racing in Canada. And, uh, you know, we had, that obviously, that incident with Will. Um, you know, I, I, I he, out, he outbraked himself, trying to outbreak me to stop me going down the inside. Opened up the door. I went down the inside. I held the wall, and Will came down. So, uh, you know, I put my nose in there. I was trying to get my nose out, but he, you know, ultimately he... Uh, 
he closed the door and paid the price. But I would say that was a racing incident. And if he is pissed off, he's um, he's got quite you know he's he's right to be. I would say, but uh, I think it was a racing incident. Yep, uh, IndyCar Radio on the IMS Radio Network bringing you live coverage of the Honda Indy Toronto, the closing lap. And uh, you just heard from Dario Franchitti as he was talking to Nick Yeoman in Victory Lane Sunday afternoon. And now we've got Dario with us here this week on IndyCar Weekly as uh, he gets set to head back to Scotland. Uh, Dario, first off, congratulations. 30 career wins now, fourth of the season. It looks like, once again, it's shaping up to be another strong championship campaign for you. Uh, a bit removed now from the event. You've had the time to see the highlights. Uh, what do you What do you think? Yeah, funnily enough, I paid a lot of attention to the to the, the highlights last night and just uh, you know what exactly ha- happened and, and and looking at all the views of of the accident with with Will and I and, and, and I really my my thoughts haven't changed, Mike. I you know I, as I said, he outbraked himself, opened up the door, I went in there. Um, we ran through there side by side. I was hard against the wall, and then he started to come down. And as, he, as I saw him coming down, I, I was trying to get out of it and couldn't. Um, throughout the race, we'd run side by side throughout there. A lot of people did it, ran two, two abreast there. I did it on the inside and the outside with different people. And uh, ultimately, you know, Will didn't, I don't think Will gave me the room, but I also put my nose in there. And I said before, I think it was a racing incident. And uh, I understand his frustration. I, I, I do. I think it's misplaced. I think. But it's easier, I think, in some cases to blame me than blame himself. Um, but as I said, again, I'll be clear, I, I think I had my part in it, but I think Will also had an equally large part. So uh, racing deal, but he's uh, he's obviously pretty upset. Three-time IZOD IndyCar Series champion Dario Franchitti joins us this week on IndyCar Weekly on the heels of his win, his fourth of the season, 30th of his career uh, that came at Exhibition Place in Toronto over the weekend. And, of course, uh, talking here at the top about uh, the, the situation uh, with Will Power. Now, Dario, let's remind everyone that it was not this incident that put Will Power out of the race. It was his contact with Alex Tagliani later. So when he made the comments that he made following that, he was hot because of two different things. But certainly the the hit, uh, the contact between he and Alex, that's what ended his day. Well, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, he's had two non-finishes in a row. And, uh, you know, as I said, I, I definitely, I can understand that frustration. I mean, you know, you and I have had conversations. Like I, I wanted Milwaukee and got out of the car and was upset. So to to, to be in that position that, that Will is in, um, and I understand where, where, you know, where he's coming from. As I say, I just think it's misplaced. And, uh, you know, I, 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 to say that I'm a, I'm a dirty driver, I thought, was a, you know, was, was, was not correct. I I don't. I think if you ask all the drivers I've raced against throughout my career in, in the IndyCar series and 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 cart before that, I don't think that's one of the the reports will get back on me. Did uh, did the two of you have the opportunity to talk before you left the track? No, no, we didn't. We didn't. Um, actually, it, it tends to happen nowadays. It went through Twitter, but he made a comment, and I basically said, "Look, man, look at the replay and and and, and give me give me a call if you want to talk about it." Um, you know, I'm going to Scotland tonight. I might try and reach out to him uh, in the next couple of days here, or starting at the start of next week, and, and and chat about it. If I don't, I hope we can we can talk about it in, uh, you know, up up there in Edmonton and and, and move on. That's you know, that's that's we've got to race against each other week in week out, and we've, we've I think we've done a good job of that. And uh, this is the first time we've really had a problem. It was a very aggressive race, Dario. Uh, there were 15 different drivers involved <laughs> in incidents. Some of them in several incidents, and 
for for you to come out of it, I think the tin car was virtually unscathed, wasn't it? I mean, I don't I don't think you you had a mark on your car when it was all said and done. Maybe a little on the on the nose there where you made the contact with Will. Yeah, maybe a little bit on the nose, but I actually I was surprised the numbers that low, Mike. When I talked to other drivers last night and um, and after the race as well, and, and and talked to some of the fans and saw some of the highlights. I thought pretty much everybody in the race was involved in an incident of of of, of some sort, and some and was upset with with somebody else. There was a lot of people really really mad at each other yesterday, um, right through the field, and it was uh, a very high level of of tension in the series right now. And uh, I think it's because it's so competitive, so hard to find an advantage, and everybody is is just is giving it everything they've got. Well, that was going to be my next question. Why the difference this year? There's no denying that it seems to be far more intense and far more aggressive on track than it was a year ago. Yeah, I, I think it is. I, I was Somebody asked me earlier about that, and I thought well, Toronto 09 was quite an aggressive race too, if I remember, but not like this. Um, and I, I Ultimately, we're in control of the cars, but I think some of the, the thing happened on those restarts. There were a lot of marbles, um, which the guys were trying very, very hard to clean, but they just wouldn't come up off the surface. Right. So it was very slippery and very difficult, actually, just to get lined up side by side. I mean, Graham and I struggled to do that for a number of laps because I just couldn't get the speed up to get alongside him without crashing the car through that last corner. But for about three or four laps after every restart, it was like driving on ice, especially on those concrete patches. So there was massive variations in grip level as you went around the lap, but also just no grip to start with. So until the, the, the firestones got cleaned up, it was very difficult, and I think some people got caught out with that. Dario Franchitti joins us this week on IndyCar Weekly, talking about his 30th career win. It came over the weekend at Exhibition Place in Toronto. Dario, your third win now at, at that track. You, you won your first pole there, as you mentioned in your post-race interview with Nick in 97. You won there in 99. Ten years later, you won again, and now two years later, you've won for the third time. What do you like about that place? I, I just didn't, I really enjoy the challenge, Mike. From the first time I, I showed up there, I liked the, the bumps, the different surfaces, and you know I was lucky enough to get when I first showed up there. I got in that Hogan car, and it was very quick, and it handled well, and so I, I knew what a good car in there felt like, and that gave me a good basis for all subsequent years, really. And um, you know, it's 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 funny, you know, the strategy yesterday. One of the key points for us winning the race against Scott was that uh, pitting before that yellow came out and pitting before the guys got held up in traffic. That yeah. was a key because Scott, to me, was a car to beat all day yesterday. Um, but then I look back at some of the races in Toronto, there's a good few we should have won and didn't win. So it, it, it kind of it has a way of, of things working out, you know, the ones you, you don't win, you eventually get maybe paid back for them. So that, But um, as I say, Dixie yesterday, to me, was, was very, very strong. And when I saw him in my mirrors there with about five to go, I thought, oh, I'm going to have to be on my toes here for the... Uh, for the, the last laps because he will pounce on any mistake I make. He has finished four, uh, second four times now this season, Dario, and you could hear the frustration in his voice in his post-race interview. You know, he gave you congratulations and all due respect for the win, but certainly Scott Dixon, yeah, he's a guy who's accustomed to winning. He's won 25 times, and it's been difficult for him this year. Scott hates to lose. There's no doubt about it, and there's times this year I thought he did an admirable job of kind of just disguising his, his, his unhappiness after the race, but he hates to lose, and uh, you know, the weekend again, I thought he did a fantastic job, and um, you know, he was he was going to be very tough to beat, and it's, it's as we say a lot, Mike, it's a team sport, we've all got to do our jobs and there's also that little bit of, of luck involved, and you know, ultimately I think my guys 
called uh, a better strategy maybe than, 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 than Scott did. Yeah, and he um, said that. He said that as much. You know, he you know he he said that you guys did you know have luck on your side coming in because the, let's face it, that caution did play perfectly for you. But he said you know you guys are hitting it right on the money every week in terms of calling the correct stra- strategy. Yeah, we've, we've definitely. Chris did a fantastic job yesterday with that. Absolutely, um, it was Chris Simmons' decision to to, to, to come in. Um, but had the yellow not come out, we would have still come out ahead of Will and Scott, I think, because they got held up so badly by the the lap traffic. So it was a good call either way. But the, the yellow just gave us more of an advantage and actually put those guys further back in the pack. So uh, yeah, those 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 things have a way of uh, you know it's, it's like a momentum thing. And when you start doing it wrong, it's it's very difficult to get out of that habit. So <laughs> long may it continue, and I'm I'm obviously really happy with the with the, the target team. 100 years of Firestone Racing. It's a legacy that began way back in 1911 when Ray Haroon and his Firestone Tires won the very first Indianapolis 500. And while so many things have changed over the years, one thing remains the same. The passion that drove us then continues to drive us today because even after a century, there really is no finish line. Firestone, celebrating 100 years of racing. Now you can bring back your favorite memories of the Indy 500 with the IMS Radio Network. Here's the checkered flag for Jim Rathman, the winner of the 44th annual 500-mile race. Little Al wins by just a few tenths of a second. Go to IndianapolisMotorspeedway.com to purchase copies of classic Indy 500 broadcasts. And Elio Castro Neves climbs the fence in the front straight. Johnny Rutherford wins the 1980 Indianapolis 500. IndianapolisMotorspeedway.com. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. MedCare Diabetic. Hello, I'm a diabetic with insurance. MedCare Diabetic is offering diabetics at no cost a multilingual talking, pain-free test meter. Call, qualify, and receive as a bonus a blood pressure monitor absolutely free. If you have Medicare or insurance, MedCare Diabetic may send both your monitors and test supplies directly to your home at no cost. Insulin and syringes are available as well. Copay and deductibles may apply. Call 800-215-9265. That's 800-215-9265. These days, you can't afford to be wasting time or money, especially in business. That's why I stopped going to the post office and started using Stamps.com. Now, I print real U.S. postage for all my letters and packages using just my computer and printer. And now you can start saving time and money, too. Just go to 27Stamps.com, and you'll get a no-risk four-week trial plus a $100 bonus offer, including free postage at 27Stamps.com. I'm Dario Franchitti, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Honda Indy Toronto winner Dario Franchitti joins us this week on IndyCar Weekly as he gets set to head back to Scotland, have uh, an off weekend coming up before the Eyes Out IndyCar Series heads to Edmonton. Dario, a year ago at this time, leaving Toronto, you were 22 points down to Will, so you look at what the situation at hand right now, essentially a 77-point turnaround for you because now you go to Edmonton with a 55-point lead. You've got yourself in position to win a fourth consecutive championship, and now it looks like you're ready to put your foot on, on Will's throat and, and just finish him. Um, you know, Give me an idea for how different this season is from last season because last season you played catch-up the whole time. 
yeah, for me, Mike, this is no different. And I never, never underestimate Scott or Will or any of the people I'm racing against. But it seems that Scott and Will are going to be the guys that we're going to be fighting the championship out with. And I don't underestimate those guys at all. And I know that that point fleet can go in a minute. We could leave Edmonton and the points lead could be drastically reduced. So, I, 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 geez, I'm just, I'm not, I don't even look at all that. I look at just go to Edmonton and try and do our best. This could all change in a second. So, we've just got to keep our heads down and, and pedal as, as hard as we can because it can all, yeah, it can all change very, very quickly. But, but you got to admit, Dario, the performance uh, of your team and your performance in the car, I mean, a 77 point swing from where you were a year ago, that's pretty impressive. Uh, it's been a, it's been a, a, a great, you know, it's been a, it's been a good season, let's say that. Um, but as you and I talked about the other day, Mike, we're never happy. As drivers, we're never happy. I look back at Indy, oh, coulda, woulda, shoulda. I look back at another couple of races, Iowa, coulda, woulda, shoulda there. We're never happy. We're always striving for more. Um, but I uh, I think if we weren't like that, we wouldn't be successful. And uh, it's, a, it's an unfortunate sort of side effect of the job we do, but I am very proud of the whole target team and... Uh, you know, it's. Uh, I hope we can we can keep this kind of form for the rest of the season. We're just past halfway, Dario. Grade yourself out uh, for the first half of the season. What uh, what kind of grade do you give yourself? See a B B plus. A B plus. Yeah, B, B. You're leading B, B the points by 55. What does it take to get an A? <laughs> win them all? <laughs> well, absolutely. I think you're going to win them all. Or you know, I certainly my 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 performance at Long Beach, you know, was okay. Not happy with my performance at Barber at all, um, and I would yeah Iowa. I didn't do a good job on that last restart and paid the price. So you know there's there's room for improvement. There's always room for improvement. I think when you when you fig- think you've got it all figured out, you might as well like, go home. And uh, Edmonton, what do you expect in, in a in a week and a half or so when uh, when you head to Edmonton on a, a new layout there? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's this new layout. We don't really know what to expect. I think it uses about three or four corners from the old track, so um, the layout looks exciting for racing. I'll see that. Long straights into the hairpins. It looks like it's going to be interesting. The question is how bumpy is it going to be and, uh, and you know, that... What's the what's the setup going to be, and hopefully we can we can figure that out, and you know I can do a decent job behind the wheel and, and, and get on with it because Edmonton's a place I haven't been, you know, I've been on the podium I think a couple of times, but never or maybe once, but never sort of you know up there really challenging for the win. So um, hopefully this new track will help me out a little bit. I think it's going to be incredibly close again, Mike, as it has been all season. Well, you got 30 now, Dario. Uh, you win one more. You tie Bourdais and Tracy for eighth. You just keep climbing the ladder. I mean, uh, you, you're really adding to the legacy now. Yeah, that uh, to go to go and, and tie with Johnny Rutherford was it was something that was a shock actually. And then to, to do the same with Rick, well, I, again, I just I didn't know quite how to put it into words. So to to know. Go ahead, Eric, and, uh, and 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 obviously Paul and, and Sebastian are the next ones. And you know, I said I, I might not ever, uh, might never win another race. I don't know. And Paul and Sebastian might win races and might move the total up. Who, who knows? But it's um, it's something I'm very proud of that amount of wins and uh, you know over so many years too. So I just hope I can I can keep going. Well, Dario, congratulations. Thanks for joining us. Have a uh, safe flight to Scotland, and uh, I hope you and Will uh, uh, get the opportunity to. 
well, if nothing else, just go at it hard on the track at Edmonton. I, I have I have a feeling Will's in no mood uh, for talking right now, and I think it's going to make things exciting. I think you might be right, Mike. <laughs> That's Highside IndyCar Series Championship leader Dario Franchitti. He'll take a 55-point edge to Edmonton over Will Power here in a week and a half. Back with more IndyCar Weekly after this. If you know passion, you know my name. If the roar of a race car gives you goosebumps, you know my name. If you believe that no one ever remembers who comes in second, you know my name. If you're into checkered flags, chugging milk, and burning rubber, you know my name. You know my name because I've been here from the very beginning. As vital today as I was over 100 years ago, I'm a powerhouse. I am a running wide open with no finish line in sight. I'm the fire that never goes out. You know my name. I am then, I am now, I am forever. I am Firestone, and I am proud. What's it like to drive an Indy car at the famed Indianapolis Motor Speedway? Now the Indy Racing Experience can put you in the driver's seat. That's right, you can drive a real Indy car at the world's greatest race course. Packages start at under $400, but hurry, sessions are selling out fast. Call 1-888-357-5002 or go online to IndyRacingExperience.com. You driving a real Indy car? Call 1-888-357-5002 now. I'm Charlie Kimball. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. Attention business owners and individuals who owe the IRS. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? You need aggressive representation. Call Certified Tax Now and speak to one of our tax attorneys, enrolled agents, or tax professionals who specialize in tax liens, back taxes, tax debt, wage garnishment, and collections. We won't waste a minute helping you with your tax problems. We'll be on the phone with the IRS within 30 minutes of you becoming a client. We've settled millions of dollars of tax issues for a fraction of the cost. Find the peace of mind knowing the IRS will not be knocking on your door. Protect your home, business, and family today. We know the tax laws, and we act fast. Call today for your free, no-obligation consultation. We'll be on the phone with the IRS within 30 minutes of you becoming a client. That's guaranteed. Call now, 1-800-581-8502. That's 1-800-581-8502. Not all cases are typical, and some may not qualify. The consultation is free, and so is the call, so call now. 1-800-581-8502. That's 1-800-581-8502. I'm Simona Di Silvestro, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Visit ShopHonda.com, enter to start an IndyCar race in a two-seater with an Indy champ like Mario Andretti. Official rules at ShopHonda.com ends 8-4-11. No purchase is necessary. IndyCar Radio, it's IndyCar Weekly. I'm Mike King, great to have you with us. Hope you were able to join us on Sunday for a live coverage of the Honda Indy Toronto. Turned out to be quite a day. Dario Franchitti, Scott Dixon go 1-2. Happy times for Target Chip Ganassi Racing for sure. As Dario now opens up a uh, 55-point lead in the championship as he heads to Edmonton along with all of the rest of the stars of the IZOD IndyCar Series. Not everybody happy about the way Dario drove in that race, particularly Will Power. And uh, going to be interesting to see how this uh, rivalry resumes uh, on the the streets at Edmonton. Scott Dixon, as we mentioned, was second. Ryan Hunter Ray third. Marco Andretti fourth. And Vitor Mira was fifth. 
It was a very aggressive day, and uh, to talk about the, the first half of his season and Sunday afternoon on the streets of Toronto, the great veteran from Spain, Oriol Servia, who drives the number two Telemundo Newman Haas racing machine. Oriol, how are you? Um, I'm good, Mike. You know, Oriol, um, uh, just admitting to you, I didn't see you before the race, but obviously uh, we were on air for all the practice sessions and qualifying. Uh, I was picking you uh, to to perhaps win on Sunday at Toronto. I thought you had a good race car, given your record this season uh, coming into Toronto. I felt like you had a very legitimate shot. Uh, but man, was it aggressive out there! Summarize, if you will, in a couple of minutes your day on on the streets of Toronto. Well, to start with, I was just looking at the highlights uh, of the race, and I mean, I thought my I thought I had a busy race, but uh, <laughs> there was a lot more action going on. I'm sure the fans had uh, had a great show to watch, actually, of uh, action packed every lap, as I can see. Um, kind of crazy. For for us, it was it was interesting. We had we had a good car. Um, I knew that from the beginning, as in the warm up, it felt great, and and it was just going to be a question of uh, surviving till the end, um, because Toronto always is. Uh, um, a game of just you know trying to not get in in trouble too soon and and this time it was it wasn't any different I mean the way the series is where we're all I think that we were like 21 cars in qualifying in one second yep it's so competitive so equal that you know you're gonna have a race with everybody fighting for the same real estate for for the full two hours of the race and you know, I, I, I thought that all we had to do is try to survive in the top five till the end and then um, hopefully uh, have enough uh, enough to to attack for the podium or the win. And, and we were getting there. Um, not easy. I mean, through the race, we went back and forth uh, like I think everybody else um, and, and, and had already some contacts uh, with other cars through the race, but we were still uh, keeping it together. And uh, in that last restart, unfortunately, I think Marco... Um, just uh, overestimated his uh, his grip under braking and took us out. It was unfortunate. You know, uh, it was interesting to watch, Oriol, your strategy early. You were the first leader to pit. And, and I think at the time when you guys came in, you came in very early on, and uh, we heard you say over the radio, or at least uh, heard the team talking about the fact that you wanted to find some some open space on the track. You guys pitted early, and it looked like that strategy was going to work out for you well. Is that something that you guys had decided prior to the race, or the way the early portion of the race was laying out, you opted to come in early? Well, we it's something we had talked about as a possibility, um, and it depended how uh, how the race was going to go at that moment. Um, I was I was in a position. I think I was fifth, sixth at the time. Right. And the window had already opened a few laps before, and you know, um, I thought uh, there was a moment maybe that uh, people were starting to get a little more aggressive, and I could see uh, maybe a yellow coming. So we decided to uh, take a bit of a gamble and and pit early. Um, it didn't really fall uh, on our way, but we didn't really lose much uh, actually at the end. So it was, uh, I think, it was a good call. Oriol Servia joins us this week on IndyCar Weekly as we put the wraps on Toronto. And, of course, in a couple of weeks after the coming week off, uh, we'll head to Edmonton for the second consecutive race in Canada. Oriol winds up 12th, but certainly a much better car than that. Oriol, had it not been for the the big five-car incident down there in one, um, where do you think 
where were you capable of finishing? What did you have your sights set on at, when that restart was occurring? Well, I was just uh, in the inside of Justin, um, so I thought I had I had the fifth place. Uh, my tires, for some reason, were coming up uh, very good uh, in that restart uh, yesterday. It, it was just difficult to keep the tires hot during all those yellows, and in that last yellow, I was able to keep them warm. So I thought it was in, in good shape uh, to attack the guys in front of me. I mean, who knows what was going to happen, but I, I I thought I had already kind of Justin um, passed, and, and I was definitely looking forward. So who knows? Um, but again, it uh, it seems that no matter what happens. Uh, that ends up winning this year. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't think we're going to be able to steal that one from him. Yeah, Scott Scott Dixon, his teammate, even said afterwards, you know, you could you could hear the frustration in Scott's voice. He said, you know, everything those guys do this year is right. They just they they can't have any bad luck. Everything that happens to them is good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It seems like uh, you know, I mean, they're definitely a great team, great driver, obviously with Dario, and and they just put themselves at the right place all the time, and it works. But on top of that, uh, the guys got good luck. <laughs> I mean, yeah. nobody will deny that. So, I mean, it's it's looking tougher and tougher for any, anybody to uh, to uh, steal the championship from him. Yeah, it's the best combination of all to have the great team and have all of the luck on your side. Oreo, uh, Sunday at Toronto, that was your 157th career start in IndyCars. Um, was that as aggressive? A race in in the final half, the final twenty or thirty laps, as you've ever been a part of. Um, it has to be up there. <laughs> it has to be the top five for sure. I mean, it could be. I mean, I remember some crazy races in my life, but that was definitely. I mean, it's just because it was nonstop at the front, in the middle, at the, at the back of the pack. So it was action just everywhere, um, which. Which is good in a way um, for the fans and, and the action. Uh, it's just unfortunate when that crash is involved. It's just overtaking maneuvers. I think we all we all like that. But uh, you know, when uh, when the race is ruined by a crash, it's it's never what you, the team, or the sponsors uh, really want. Yeah, for sure. Oriol Servia joins us this week here on IndyCar Weekly as we recap Toronto. And in just a couple of minutes, we're going to get uh, Oriol to look back on the first half of the season. Uh, currently fourth. In the championship, Oriol, and, 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 you know, my thought was you, you win this race at Toronto and boom, you're right back in the title hunt. Obviously, it goes the other direction and, and you lose points to Dario, 121 points back now. You don't abandon your hopes for the title, but certainly 120 points, difficult to make up over the, the final eight races. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as you said, I think if, uh, if things would have gone our way and we would have won this thing, then, you know, all of a sudden, we, instead of, uh, of the gap increasing, you're getting closer, and then you can maybe start hoping and dreaming. But uh, at, at this point, I mean, the title, I think it, it would not be uh, very realistic of us to, to be thinking of that. As I said, we need to start, you know, um, winning races. Um, we've, been, we've been knocking at the door, but definitely we haven't won one yet, and once we, we win a couple, then maybe we can start thinking about the title, but um, it's something that uh, we're, we're not there yet. Nothing beats the great outdoors and camping, whether you're in a tent, pop-up camper, or RV. There's also nothing like having a convenient power source for everything from coffee makers to cell phone chargers to computers. 
And that's why Honda Portable Generators are so popular with the camping crowd. Besides being lightweight and durable, Honda Portable Generators are extremely quiet and can run for hours and hours. For tent campers, they give you power anywhere. For RVers, think of them as a supplemental power supply that won't tether you to a hookup or run down your RV's battery. We make portable generators from 1,000 watts all the way up to 6,500 watts, and all of our generators come with a three-year limited warranty. And remember, even when you're not camping, you can use your Honda for everything from tailgating to home backup to working outside. Find out more at Honda.com. Honda, the preferred generator of the IZOD IndyCar Series. If there's one thing that's made Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course famous over the years, it's IndyCar racing. That's why we couldn't possibly celebrate our 50th season of racing without the fastest drivers in the world. Franchitti, Power, Rahal, Andretti, Castro Nevis, Kanan. And did we mention Danica? Yep, they're all going to be here. And so should you. It's the IZOD IndyCar Series Honda Indy 200, August 5th through the 7th, only at Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. Get your tickets today by calling 800-MID-OHIO or visit midohio.com. This is Annika Patrick. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. These days, you can't afford to be wasting time or money, especially in business. That's why I stopped going to the post office and started using Stamps.com. Now, I print real U.S. postage for all my letters and packages using just my computer and printer. And now you can start saving time and money, too. Just go to 27Stamps.com, and you'll get a no-risk four-week trial plus a $100 bonus offer, including free postage at 27Stamps.com. MedCare Diabetic. Hello, I'm a diabetic with insurance. MedCare Diabetic is offering diabetics at no cost a multilingual talking, pain-free test meter. Call, qualify, and receive as a bonus a blood pressure monitor absolutely free. If you have Medicare or insurance, MedCare Diabetic may send both your monitors and test supplies directly to your home at no cost. Insulin and syringes are available as well. Copay and deductibles may apply. Call 800-215-9265. That's 800-215-9265. I'm Takuma Sato, and you're listening to the IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Tough weekend in Toronto for Newman Haas Racing. Oriol Servia and James Hinchcliffe looked to have race cars that were perhaps both going to finish in the top five. Oriol, unfortunately, was involved in that big five-car incident late in the race when Marco Andretti uh, clipped his rear and sent him into Justin Wilson's car and uh, then of course uh, James Hinchcliffe it looked like uh, he kind of caught the wrath of uh, of Paul Tracy as Tracy uh, gave him no room through turn number five and uh, really cost Hinch what appeared to be a great opportunity for a good finish but that's racing as they say now we move on to Edmonton got an off week coming up Race uh, number 10 on the 2011 IZOD IndyCar Series schedule comes up at Edmonton City Center Airport uh, here in just uh, a week and a half or so. Oriol Servia does join us here on IndyCar Weekly as uh, we wrapped up his uh, race at Toronto. Uh, Now, Oriol, you know, you had a pretty good first half of the season, all things considered. Um, Fourth in points, four top fives. There is no denying that Newman Haas Racing is back and you were kind of leading the charge, and you got the young rookie teammate in James Hinchcliffe. But given, for example, the circumstance of having a great car at Toronto and someone else ruining your day, 
Are you happy about the first half, or do you sit there and put the, your head in your hands and say, man, it could be so much better at this point? Oh, absolutely, it could be so much better, but I think uh, that's the story of every race car driver. You know, you always think of the ifs and ifs nots, and uh, you just have to keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy, to be honest, of how the first half of the season has gone, and, and I'm just looking forward to the second half because I, I think we just have been getting stronger uh, by, by the race, every race, and and honestly, this weekend again, we were in a position to be fighting there for the podium, and, and it's going to gonna take every every weekend doing that to finally get the win that I think we, we well deserve. So very excited of, uh, of uh, what's, what's coming next and, and quite satisfied, to be honest, of what we've done so far. What is the feeling within the team as far as you and Hinch and all the crew members and, and team ownership? I mean, does, does everyone feel this upswing that, that we appear to be witnessing with the NHR? Um, I think so. I think everybody, uh, not only Newman Haas, everybody in the IndyCar series is feeling that we're definitely uh, in, in a good moment. You know, it's... Uh, uh, it's it's always good when you every weekend you have over 20 25 cars on the field that's that's always a good sign and every every race we've been going lately it's almost a, a sellout in the grandstand so you know we 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 show a good product we have a good product in the on the race weekend uh we show a good product on TV and 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 fans are noticing and that's exactly um what what we need to keep doing Fourth in points, as we mentioned earlier, you're 121 points back. Uh, certainly it's going to be tough, but you're not out of it. Oriel, let's look at uh, the, the races prior to Toronto. You were fifth at Barber. You were sixth at Long Beach. You were fifth at Sao Paulo. You were third and on the podium at Milwaukee. How do you rate your first half of the season? I, I rate it well. I mean, as you know, I've, I've been 13 points uh, for, for a good number of races, and, and that shows that we've been consistent. I mean, that being said, we were in a position to, to be in the podium more often than that. Uh, but, uh, but as I said earlier, you know, there's, uh, that's racing, and there's a lot of things that can go wrong in, in a race, and, and, and sometimes some of, some of those happen. So we, we had a, a little bit, I wouldn't say bad luck, we just haven't had good luck yet. So... Um, you know, if luck comes our way, um, I think you're going to see us um, even more at the front the second half of the season. Yeah, by the way, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that you were sixth at Indy, but started on the, the outside of the front row, a, a great uh, qualifying session for you at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, uh, which really, I think, bolstered uh, all the hopes for, for Newman Haas Racing. Of the tracks now that are coming up, including Edmonton, Oriole, which tracks do you look most forward to racing on? I think all of them. Edmonton's going to be exciting because it's new for everybody, and that's always a good, a good challenge. Um, Mid-Ohio is always fun. Um, London will be a new oval. Uh, we haven't tested there, but it's supposed to be very exciting. Uh, honestly, I, I on, I'm going race to race. Um, I know the team prepares very hard um, every weekend for every event, so it's not like we have a weakness or, or you know one track we're not looking forward to. I think... We're, we think we have a chance at uh, fighting at the front at every race that is coming. So um, just just excited to uh, keep the season going. How do you feel uh, about the decision? And it was forced, obviously, by the damage uh, to the, the oval by the earthquake. But, Oreo, how do you feel about the move to the road course at Twin Ring Motegi and away from the oval? I have to say I love that oval. Um, so I'm sad that, uh, unfortunately, we cannot race on the oval. Um, I've, I had some of my best races there. I think it's very exciting uh, oval. So 
you know, that's uh, it's a, you know a very unfortunate that we cannot go there. Um, the road course, uh, I know it's exciting. I've seen some motorcycle uh, races there, and um, I'm, I'm sure we're going to put a good show there too. So, I mean, again, I would really love uh, for the race to happen on the oval. Um, but cannot be, cannot be, you know, what are you going to do? Oriel, before we let you go, you have seen, I know, the, the highlights from uh, Sunday's race at Toronto. If if you are in race control, we're, we're theoretically saying that Oriel Servia is the chief steward of uh, the Toronto event. If you're in race control and you see the contact that occurred between Will Power and Dario Franchitti, do you issue a penalty or no? Listen, uh, you're not going to put me in that spot. <laughs> uh, I, I just think it's very difficult. For me, I, and, and I hope I'm never in a, that position that I have to do those type of calls because those, those are the more difficult co- calls. Uh, for me, anything that is purposely done um, should be penalized. If not, not. But that's only my view. But the one thing is that I think it has to be consistent. Um, you know, whatever you do has to always be the same and for everybody. And, and I think that's what we're – it's difficult sometimes to uh, to achieve that. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I find interesting, though, the reaction that everybody had about it. Um, and and it's always uh, it's always good to have a little bit of drama. Always. Always. And and who knows, the, the drama Oriole may carry over to Edmonton. What do you think? Very possible. Very, Very possible. possible. Yeah. We look forward to watching your race here in, uh, in a couple of weeks at Edmonton and the remainder of the season. Thank you very much, Mike. Talk to you soon. Okay, that is Oriol Servia. He is the driver of the Newman Haas Racing number 2 Telemundo machine, currently fourth in the IZOD IndyCar Series Championship. Back with more IndyCar Weekly after this. Hello, everybody. I'm three-time IZOD IndyCar Series champion Dario Franchitti, here with today's guest, Bob. Bob, you're a big IZOD IndyCar Series fan. What can IndyCar Nation do for you? Driver autographs. Yeah, we can do that. VIP access during race weekends. That's easy. Exclusive web video for real IndyCar fans. Not a problem. Can I have your helmet? Join IndyCar Nation for free today by texting IndyCar and your email address to 88769. Give me back my helmet, Bob. Oh, man. On October 16, 2011, what happens in Vegas will be witnessed around the world. The fastest, most versatile drivers on the planet go all in for one race and the chance to be named champion. Already a fan? Your paid ticket to any IZOD IndyCar Series race this season gets you a ticket to see the World Championship in Las Vegas for free. Find out more at IndyCarWorldChampionships.com or call 866-IndyCar. Real driver, real race car, real fast. See you in Vegas. This is Marco Andretti. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. If your car is less than 10 years old and has less than 100,000 miles on it, your car will eventually break down and you'll need to go to your local repair shop. And we all know dealing with these guys can be very expensive. A new transmission can cost over $3,000. A new engine more than $3,500. New air conditioning can cost over $1,700. And a new water pump more than $600. You need to call the Auto Protection Network. We're like insurance to 
protect the inside of your car. We'll save you thousands on costly repair bills. Don't let your car break down without a warranty. Protect yourself from expensive repair bills. If your car has less than 100,000 miles on it and it's less than 10 years old, call today for a free, customized quote. 800-731-1243. 800-731-1243. That's 800-731-1243. I am Uriel Serbia and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Here's how all 26 drivers came across the line in Sunday's Honda Indy Toronto. Dario Franchitti picking up 50 big points as he wins for the fourth time this season, his third time at Toronto. Scott Dixon, his teammate, winds up second. Ryan Hunter-Ray completes the podium. He was third. Marco Andretti, well, what a great drive for him as he goes from 20th to 4th. Vitor Mira, a strong run for the ABC Supply AJ Foyt team as he is fifth. Sebastian Bourdais gives Dale Coyne racing a good finish. He was sixth. Ryan Briscoe was seventh. The rookie J.R. Hildebrand comes home in the top ten with an eighth place finish after starting 22nd. E.J. Vizo wound up ninth and Simona Di Silvestro. Welcome back, Simona. After sitting out the race at Iowa because of the lingering effects of that concussion that she suffered at Milwaukee, she's back at Toronto and comes home with a top ten. Anna Beatriz was 11th. Oriole Servia 12th and Graham Rahal Looked like he had a good shot to either win or finish on the podium. He had to settle for 13th. James Hinchcliffe was 14th. Justin Wilson, 15th. Paul Tracy, 16th. Elio Castroneves was 17th. James Jakes wound up 18th. Danica Patrick, 19th. And Takuma Sato was 20th. Charlie Kimball wound up 21st. Mike Conway was 22nd. Alex Tagliani, 23rd. Will Power came home in 24th place. He does pick up three bonus points of the weekend. That helps a little bit, but he's still trailing by 55 points to Dario Franchitti heading to Edmonton. Sebastian Saavedra was 25th, and Tony Kanaan, the first driver out after contact in turn three, just two laps in, he winds up 26th. IndyCar Weekly has been brought to you by Firestone, official tire of IndyCar and the Indy 500. The National Guard, find your path to honor in the guard. Peak motor oil, when you peak, you win. By Honda Generator. Henchman Racewear, shophonda.com, and by the Indy Racing Experience. Hope you'll join me next week right here on Indy Car Weekly. J.R. Hildebrand and Toronto 100 winner Stephen Wilson talking about his first ever win in Firestone Indy Lights. They'll both be here with me next week. I'm Mike King. Indy Car Weekly is a copyrighted feature presentation of the IMS Radio Network, the voice of Indy Cars.